So, welcome to the Weekly Reboot, your regular Friday debrief of things you've heard and seen coming from the Agile community here in Melbourne and beyond. Something a little bit different this week for the listeners, which is I'm sitting here with Adrian Fidelani. You can't hear me, can you? No. Because <laughs> you can hear it in here, right? Yes. Um, I'll come around next to you. Oh. Okay. Yeah, something a little bit different, I thought, because um, a bit pressed for time this week. And... Um, Constraints can be useful, can't they? So this week I was going to do a mini hack that was all about conferences. So it's going to be the conferences mini hack. So which conferences would be good to go to? Because I keep mentioning them every week and um, interviewing different people. And then I thought, well, it's more than just conferences that we go to. There are also meetups that we go to. And it's also what I realised that I was about to say was conferences are a really great way to learn. So then I thought, why not just talk about if you were new to this stuff or if you were, you know, a beginner or a novice, how would you go about learning all about these ways of working? What are all the different ways that we've gone about learning about it? How do you keep adding to that knowledge? And in amongst that, what are the good conferences to go to, books to read, blah, blah, blah. Welcome, Adrian. Thank you very much, Alex, and <laughs> it's great to be on your podcast again. Um, well, I suppose the... If I was starting out today, I think I podcast might be the place to start. This is the age of the podcast, of course, and the, um, the Agile community's had a few. In Australia, we've had the Agile revolution going for many years, and that's been a, a, a great source of learning for me. Your one's great, of course. Um, and then I think I'd, I'd start with the meetups. You're right. The, um, there's plenty of plenty of those, and meetup.com just, just has them. Punch, punch the word into... Uh, agile. Punch the word agile into um, meetup.com, and you'll get hundreds of entries and something yep. local to you wherever you are. Yeah. Um, so winding back, when did you first learn about this stuff, and how did you first learn about agile and lean? I went to the conferences first. So Agile Australia was one, and the meet and the meetup. So you know, in Melbourne, we've had a long-running Agile one called the Agile and Scrum User Group Meetup, which I think would, would just came out of the old user group idea we had the mac user group thing you know the mac user groups we used to meet the apple stores years and years ago um and i think it grew out of that they've had probably 150 odd events now so it's been going a long time so i went along to that and then met met a few people who eventually encouraged me to make some contributions and that led me to meet some other people um which led me to other meetups around the place the kanban one even the safe one and the um Gee, there's just there's just hundreds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but what made you go to the meetup? Oh, well, it was it was. Uh, well, I suppose the, in today's context is a little bit different because it, I think there's the access to material about agile stuff is much greater today. You can get it on YouTube, you can get it on a podcast, but it was a little while, a little while ago, and and there just was there seemed no other way to learn other than download. Um, Nyberg's book off the internet and, and um, read that and then get interested or read the scrum books or whatever um, so you, you just had to it was like finding a, um, a subculture and, and wanting to be part of it so that was appealing to me as well which book by Henry um, scrum and uh, XP from the trenches oh yeah, yeah. yeah it was free it was free I think on InfoQ back then yeah yeah, yeah. InfoQ is another source yeah, knowledge, yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's lots of podcasts, episodes videos, and, and talks. If videos. you can't get to the conference, you can just go to InfoQ and yep. and look at the videos. Yeah, very good. Reading, of course, another source of um, great learning, and um, 
you know, the, the availability of books. Again, punching into Agile into Amazon is is going to um, give you hundreds of uh, hundreds of entries to choose from, and that's still today a, a great source of um, inspiration to me. Although the the reading on uh, on Agile has become more um, fringe than um, than basic, like than, than core. So yes. um, as you get interested, of course, you start to read stuff that's more akin to Agile rather than related directly to The actual to basics, Agile. Yeah. yeah. You can go off down a rabbit hole. Like yeah. I tell people, I used to fit it all into one email. Here's, this is what a story is. Um, this is an article you should read. Here's a couple of websites. But now you can't possibly do that in an email. You have to have a long conversation about it. So let's just go through the conferences, the yep. basics. So there's Agile Australia, which runs in June. Yep. Um, that's kind of the what I would call the corporate conference almost. Yep. That's the one where you could drag your CIO or your um, you know, your exec team to. And the one you're most likely to get them to go to. Yeah, probably. It has the kind of high polish factor. Um, they definitely, um, you know, they, they go to a lot of trouble to get international speakers and plenty mm-hmm. of them. Um, big sponsors as well. So how many people do they have at that now? Oh, 1,200. 1,200 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's big and it's good fun. It's great to, you know, see all your friends there and, um, yeah, they always have somebody of note to yeah. um, to hang their hat on as a speaker. So it's yeah. great to get along to and help to organise if you if you can. Yep. The other big one for me is Last Conference. Yeah. So Lean Agile Systems Thinking Conference. And this is kind of like at the other end of the scale in terms of if you like about Agile Ways of Working, if you like the kind of self-organising <coughs> by the team, by the people, for the people, I think Last Conference really is the one that achieves that. Yeah. Well, I know you've had Ed on the um, on the sh- on your podcast, and he's the organizer of that. And some of the other Tabar ones are good too. Yeah. Um, but the last one is a it's almost an institution in the agile scene here in Melbourne, at least. Yep. And that one's going to be in July. Um, first, hold on. I need to turn the volume down a little bit. Um, first conference I'm going to tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so that's a great one as well, and it's kind of like a little bit halfway between almost. Yeah, I'd agree. They, they get the bigger names, for, the big, bigger names for that one. Coburn's been at that one. Yeah. Right. Um, who said this one? Oh, Jürgen. Jürgen. Is it that one? Yeah, this, yeah, this hopefully time. I'm yeah. going to be interviewing him, but I think everyone might have forgotten that. But because um, <laughs> 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 I did it over the internet, but yeah, so that will be. Great. And there's a bit of a tour for like if you're not in Melbourne, there's a bit of a tour for these guys. I think it's like a, a speaking tour. They get from one co- one conference to another. So if you keep an eye on the listings, so you, you'll end up seeing. Well, exactly. The big names in your town. So usually those those kind of big names who make their whole living out of speaking mm. and going to conferences and doing workshops will probably have a workshop on in the area or you might see them pop up in a meetup, which can be really good as well. So, um, you know, if you're following Tabar mm. and if you're following in your regular in a Scrum, um, in a scrum user group, for example, Scrum Meetup, Scrum... Uh, Agile and Scrum Scrum. User Group, Melbourne. Um, (laughs) Then you'll see some of those opportunities pop up as well. Um, One of the things I was going to say, but why do you think it is such a good learning environment? Or what do you do? The community, do you mean? When you're at a conference. Yeah. I know you you always say that you love to talk to your mates and catch up with them, which is awesome part of it. Yep. But there is something else. What are you doing when you're sitting in a talk and absorbing this stuff? I'm looking for this. I'm, I'm looking for the angle that the the person or the, the the personality, the person talking, and what they're bringing to the subject. So I think what appealed, what has appealed to me most about this stuff over the years is that you absorb it and then you regurgitate it almost in a way that 
that are through your own filter and through your own lens. And that's really interesting to me to hear somebody say, because we, we know, we know we're, we're recycling a lot of the same ideas now, but they're always, um, they're always coming. I'm looking for the what's original about it because it's coming from this person. Um, and that always, I always, if I take that um, thought into it, then I always manage to pick up something new or something, um, uh, or take away something from the talk. Yeah, and it could even just be a quote or a trick or yep. someone's particular story yep. that you might end up talking about later or um, it might inspire you to write your own blog or something like that. Um, are you making notes while you're sitting there? Not anymore. No, not. Yeah. No. I might, um, I might um, I make a note if a book is mentioned yeah, right. um, that I think sounds good and I'll quickly make a note or I might just buy it on Amazon right there. Yeah. Um, but there I'll get, I'll, otherwise I've got my phone away and I'm, I'm listening. Oh, no, I won't say I always um, enjoy the, 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 the speaker either. There's sometimes yeah. the lens that, that the topic is being um, uh, distorted through is not appealing to me and I, yeah. think, and I, and I disagree, but um, I suppose there's something, there's something in that as well, isn't there? Yeah, and sometimes as well you get annoyed if the speaker isn't um, well practiced I think yeah. like if the delivery is not there which you don't really see so much anymore there's a lot of help people get and support yep. to get ready for the day but you used to get a little bit of people going like well I'll be alright on the day yep. and then actually not being alright on the day <laughs> I do love to see um, first time speakers or people who are inexperienced at it and um, perhaps that's evident in the way they're presenting or maybe I just know them or I've heard of them and, and I know that they're not that because it's been such a big thing the contribution and encouragement of other people to contribute yes. um, in that way has been such a big thing in the community it's good to see other people having a, having a crack and, oh absolutely yeah. and seeing people go from oh, not, I don't really think I can speak to being able to speak and actually I think it is probably a core skill if you, yeah, if you want to make a career out yeah. of agile coaching like even when I see you just do a session on estimation, for example, the presentation skill is already there, and, yeah. and I think it does make you more effective. So I think that anyone who wants to do that as a as a role or a career should maybe push themselves you, out. Of you need to realise that you've got speaking. something. You've got something to like. You've got something to to share. Yeah. Because you, you probably can't front a group unless you feel that way that you've got something to impart. So to get before the uh, the wider community and say and and demonstrate that yes, I think I I have got something novel to contribute. At least something small and novel to contribute here. Yeah? It can be small. That's yeah. the thing. It can be a, like a little tiny technique that they've done mm. once practically and it worked and a how to for that. Yeah. So the other thing I was going to say is you've presented a lot of conferences. I've presented at a fair few conferences. Um, and done workshops and stuff. There's a lot of learning that happens through preparing and presenting. Yeah. So it's a great way to learn something new is to pick a topic, go in depth on it, so much to the point where you can actually present it back. Yeah, because you do, and because you, you don't want to be embarrassed or caught out that you're, you're really a bit shallow on this topic. Um, so you do, you want to cover all bases, do your fact-checking. Yeah, and I find with the, the talks that I've done, this is what I tell other people that I encourage to speak, is that once I've done the talk to a level where you can actually present a talk, it's in your, it's in your head forever. Yeah. And those concepts are really cemented well for you, and it means that you're better able to communicate them in other occasions. They just kind of pop up. That That's true. I think if you, if you do a presentation, say you do a 45-minute presentation at a conference on a topic, you can then, and, and, and you're in the game of teaching, teaching this stuff, um, you can probably teach it in 15 minutes after you've done the presentation because you, you manage to cut out all the fluff, you, all the fluff or the, the presentation-y bits and just, oh yeah, you, you, you come to realisation of what the core bits are and you can just pull those out. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, there's something else, like you mentioned, you always mention about how you like to catch up with your mates, and I love that too about going to conferences. In fact, I remember one, going to Agile Australia in Sydney once when it was really only me from my company that was going, and how it was quite a solitary and lonely experience before I knew like loads of people. Yeah. Um, so that I think is it's really nice to like go with a friend or find a pal there to hang out with, and it kind of made me think, why is a conference such a kind of learning? Experience and it's different to going to work, um, and it reminded me most probably of being at uni. But when you're at uni and you kind of also got some panels with you as well, the subject being drawn to this subject matter makes you um, it gives you a, a sort of um, collegiate feeling with the people around you. So I talked to my brother about going to meetups or going to. He's a builder, carpenter. And he can't. What, what do you mean? You go like. What do you mean? You, you, you finished work and then you would go just to discuss your work with other people after work? They don't do that sort of stuff. So there's that sort of um, that collegiate feeling that comes from having something that you both get and other people don't. Yeah. And, sorry, I just got distracted by the big screen. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and I think it's it's a bit about having your pals around you, but also you're at uni, when you're at uni, you're kind of like very open to learning. So yeah. you're, you're switched on to, well, if I'm going to spend my time going to these lectures or turning up, then I better be getting, and I'm paying fees for this, I better be getting something out of it, as opposed to, you know, high school, yeah. which is also fun, but sometimes you felt a bit coerced into the stuff you're learning, whereas I think you go with that same mindset when you're at a conference, you're there to learn, probably. I mean, I know I, no, I think I'm that's guessing right. it's the same for everyone else. Yeah, that's why I think they feel like a good, a, a part of the vibe is a whole bunch of people that could learn something new today. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. And there's booze in both. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there are expensive things to go to, right? And, you know, a lot of time you have to convince your employer to pay for you to go along. Yep. So that's why I think a meetup is a really also good alternative because it's basically free. It's your time that you're spending, but you still get a little taste of that. Suddenly you're in that, oh, university type, yeah. learning together as a group of people that don't, you know, don't go home together, but you spend a lot of time together and we can learn together. And they want to know your name. People just, at the meetups particularly, just people are interested in you, I think. They see a new face and they want to say, oh, what's your name? Let's have a sausage roll or whatever they've got on at, that, at, the, at the meetup. Everything goes better with food. That's, <laughs> That's another right. thing. Yeah. So the other thing I kind of wanted to talk about, um, oh, Actually, I want to mention some more conferences. There's a few more peripheral ones that are not maybe quite in the sweet spot for lean and agile stuff, but uh, kind of, well, first of all, there is one other set of conferences, which is the Yale conferences. Mm. And going to Yale at the end of the year, the December one, is very much like an Agile Australia, but I would say with a, a whole lot more techie streams. Look, it's, all, it's almost sad that you say that because, you know, I think... Uh, Agile, it was an engineer-led, engineering-led um, movement at the very start, and, and it's and probably drifted away from that. So the fact that you make that, that distinction that Yao's a bit more techie is, um, is, is sad. Well, it's, got, it's got like all the Agile stuff in it yeah. as well, yeah. but also um, with a lot more engineering practices, and I think that draws a lot more technical yeah. people to it. Um, and I think there's a place for both, to be honest. I think it's a good place to be. What time is it? Five past nine. <gasps> Shoot, really. Um, continue go. at lunchtime? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> See you then. Yeah, so we talked about the people that are, you know, are doing... Here? Yes, we are, sorry. sorry. We talked about people doing keynotes and how they run workshops. Yep. Have you been to any of those 
workshops? Yes. Um, went to Jürgen's one, went to Jürgen's one a couple of years ago. Um, I went to... What's oh, the best one you've ever been to? I'd say... There was a... Oh, God, I wish, I'd, I, wish I knew you were going to ask me this <laughs> question. I would have, I would have um, looked back over it because I now I, I'm going to sh- sell them short because I saw a great one that was from a uh, woman that was doing some... Uh, uh, Holacracy in a nursing company in oh, um, yeah. in the Netherlands, and now I wish I'd you know on the spot I can't re- recall their names. So. Yeah, um, there were, um, it was the it was actually one of the one of the uh, it was in that what was that book? Reinventing organisations. Mm. Oh, Birdsong. Is that who you said? Yeah. Yeah, that's who it is. Sorry. <coughs> anyway, uh, that was a goodie. Yeah, it was good. Birdsong nurses. Yeah, so that was good. I've had some had some misses as well. I've mm. had some hits and misses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that that was a good one. Did my fave was um, <laughs> <laughs> my fave was um, Jez Humble right. in the uh, Data Driven Organisations, which I did last year. At it was one of the Agile Australia workshops right. that you could do. Yeah, great. I mean, there, there's yeah, there's there's always something surrounding it, and you always get some locals too. Um, Mixed in with that mix, yeah. don't you? And I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell them short on what they're able to um, uh, to get across. You don't need to see a big name. There are plenty of people homegrown, whether it's in Australia or in your own home uh, home nation or home cities conference. Where this, yeah, there's got to be some people lurking just right in front of your nose that you didn't know about. Yeah, totally. And um, what about other places like books? You're a reader. Yeah, um, yeah, it's big. It's huge. Um, that um, agile. Uh, literature has been almost a staple of my reading for the last 10 years and, and as I said before like it's um, uh, literature that then leads you to other things so at any moment early on especially there was a hot practice that you might want to read about but then there was a hot topic whether it's psychological safety or whether it's um, uh, whether it's it'll come to me um, Management, even or scaling, or yeah, any of those things. Just kind of management or scaling, or um, um, even gender equality things like that. Like oh, yeah. uh, uh, things that progressive organisations might want to be um, want to be exploring. So that agile reading has led me to just more exploratory reading around organisations in general and how they might operate in alternative ways. Yeah. Yeah. So best most recent book. Um, Steve Denning, the Age of Age Agile. Agile. Yeah, yeah it's it. really good. Yeah. And three things, Laura the network, Laura the small team, Laura the customer. Yep. I love and just boiling things down to three things. Yeah, well, he, the, and the message that it, we, we can do this. Like it was just an, it was an upbeat book because mm. he pointed out examples of companies and towns and um, organisations that were adopting just more humane ways of treating mm-hmm. one another and it was working they're still making money and they're still having success and and it was inspiring in that way mm. well my most recent most impactful is um jürgen's oh, management really? 3.0 ah. which you gave me <laughs> yes thank you for that oh, yeah. <laughs> um what's what about best book ever in that realm that'd go close and management 3.0 was like an early one that just just kicked it all off mm. but now um oh there was I mean, now there were there were books that really got me early on that are probably that probably weren't um, that probably won't be on the list today. Agile estimating and planning by Mike Cohn, 
um, there was a book called How to How to Estimate or How to Measure Anything. anything yeah. How to Measure Anything. Well, not even an agile book, right? Yeah. But it's but it's a really good book. Um, and then, as I say, then the other explore other exploratory reading. Just you know, um, there's one. There's a book called Stumbling on Happiness, which I oh, which is yeah. a, a really um, favourite book of mine. The Age of Agile is a good one. Um, I liked early days. I liked people wear. People wear I never read. Tom DeMarco. I think yeah. it's Tom DeMarco. Yeah. Um, and Slack. And then I went. And all the thought workers back in the day. That yeah. was part of the Bibles that you had to read. Um, plus the white book. Oh, they used Slack. To call it. Yeah. You know, what, what was the white book? The um, oh, let me find it. That's right. While you're doing that, if I was to give you one, uh, like you're just a, an awesome book recommendation, yeah. it's um. Uh, you got it? Yes. It was Extreme Programming Explained. Extreme Programming Explained? Yeah. Yeah. Who was it? That's Kent Beck. Oh, Kent Beck. The original. Yeah. Um, and uh, I loved uh, a book called Reclaiming Conversations by Sherry Turkle. Oh. It's not an agile book at all, but yeah, it's yeah. just a good one to read. <laughs> you can, like I tell everyone to read that book. It's um, uh, about... Well, I suppose it is an agile book because it, like, um, Coburn's big on face-to-face communication, or we're all big on face-to-face communication as the highest bandwidth and most effective way of communicating, and that's all about that. And um, But it goes further into exploring the emotional connection we have with one another when we speak, uh, the risks we take that we don't take when we text, mm. for example. Like just having this conversation mm. now, how we are... When, when I'm, I'm talking to you, I'm having a thought and expressing it as I talk, which is a different way from a, a, a different from how we go about it when we text one another. We think it out, we edit, we get it perfect and then send it. Mm. So we're not so much giving an expression of ourselves as we are when we just converse. So mm. Really, it's a great book, Reclaiming Conversation. Yeah, very good. Mm. Um, I wanted to... So we've mentioned a bunch of conferences, but there's a couple of other ones that I feel like I haven't mentioned, so I will. We've talked about Yao, but there's one called Yao, to Yao CTO Summit that I've spoken at a couple of times. This is an excellent one for, I think, technology leaders to go to um, because it's the, the talks are generally from other CTOs or other technology leaders um, and it's a, a quite a nice, small, contained audience um, and curated topics just for that. So I think that is worthwhile if you're a, a technology leader or aspiring technology leader. Um, Spark. Yeah, Spark the Change. Another, that's another to buy one. Yep. Yep. Well, I think you appeared on my episode about Spark, actually. Yes, I was there. You're like the person I've had on my podcast most. (laughs) I've just run into you the most. Um, Yeah, it's a good one. It's one that I've had a little bit to do with, obviously, in organising back when it was Dare Festival too. Um, And it's a good one. It's a a ways of working or a a conference more than an Agile agile one. How would you... um, how would you construct or the different how would you construct different aspects of an organization in a in a more progressive or modern way yeah. mm-hmm. um, I mentioned last week obviously the well I mentioned first a lot um, I also talked about Gabor and oh yes you had them on the show Vicky's week, conference week ago, was it? agile yeah. um, which is the future, future life co- conference future life, yes. that's coming up yeah. there's another one in April which I think it's April which is scrum Australia yeah um, that's you know even though it sounds like it's scrum branded it is it is much broader than that yeah. and I've spoken at that one and I think that's worthwhile. Oh, that was my, my first ever ah, um, conference talk was it Scrum Australia oh, the cool. first one of those. Yeah. yeah. What did you talk on? 
charts like uh, agile charting because <laughs> yeah, i love charts because you love spreadsheets <laughs> um i think it's probably worth even saying that i you know go back and look at videos of other people speaking at conferences from back in the day so i i didn't go to agile australia last year for the first time but i've found some of the conference talks right. and you can recreate the experience to a degree <laughs> if you you know like i know this sounds nerdy but if you're going to sit down and binge watch some Netflix and you are new to these ways of working yeah. why not sit down and binge watch Henrik Nieberg and the ladies from Spotify and a whole bunch of other stuff which you know you can google around and get a lot of that stuff's on InfoQ as well or even Agile Australia website we'll have old talks on it too yeah and then queue up in your own kitchen for lunch uh, and <laughs> yes. wait five minutes at the ten minutes at the kettle for your coffee you can recreate the whole experience <laughs> and like some put some Mentos out and <laughs> Love it. Um, you're going to have your, you know, pre-conference breakfast and <laughs> dinner. Give yourself a little show bag. Put on your T-shirt. Or you can actually, another thing, I'm glad we're laughing about this, but I have um, encouraged that to happen in other places. Um, and I think this did happen at Invato actually after I left is run your own conference inside yeah. your organisation. And I know that um, <laughs> Combank, for example, have like a massive bunch of squads and 19 agile coaches or something i know yeah. they've put on an internal agile conference right. and they've actually timed yeah. it sometimes for to align with another conference and been able to pinch yeah. all the guest speakers um, and get them to come getting, internal but getting speakers in who are touring because that's not unheard of either like yeah. when they come if those even those bigger speakers when they come to town they're happy to do a sideshow if you totally. pay them um, yeah. to come to your your joint. Yeah. On the, and there's the brand brown bags we haven't spoken about. There's oh, a way of learning too. Please. Regular brown bags from colleagues and people who just have an interest in something to say. Yep. Um, there's also Agile Coaching Conference. Oh my God, there's more. Um, oh, yeah. Which is that coming up soon? Agile Coach Camp. Agile Coach Camp. Yeah. 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 I think and it is, yeah. Yeah, that's coming up soon. Those tickets go super fast, though, so you really have to actually go and follow them on Twitter for them to come up. But yeah. I've been to that one, and that's run as an unconference, so a genderless conference where the topics and the speakers come from the conference attendees. You can actually... I'll, I'll put a, sh a link in the show notes. So agile, coachy. Oh, yeah, but the, it's... It, Never been. The great thing about yeah. an unconference is anyone can run one, um, the only thing you need is the, is the venue. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got, you know, enough people with the right mindset, you know. And you'll you'll talk about the most relevant topics to people because you kind of vote on the agenda yeah. as well and you oh, use yeah. and you, you vote with your feet. Straight out of industry and straight yeah. out of your office. Yeah. yeah, so that's a really great way to learn and <coughs> um, just bring people together. Low low org um, cost, I suppose. Um, what other things? Is are there other Tours, things? I think Tours. Tours. Yeah, oh brilliant, yeah. Um, I know around here at least you can there's plenty of like there's so many companies that are just willing to throw their doors open and bring you through to just have a squeeze yeah. and answer as many questions as you want the beautiful thing about remember i was talking before about my brother not being i've thought about why don't why don't the builders get together um and talk about how to better build things or whatever and i think it's a lot of the time because they're competitive so builders compete with other builders but it's not necessarily true that agile shops or software development houses compete with others because we, we're all doing the same thing but there's the um, retail versus banking versus exactly, real estate yeah, yeah. versus classified ads versus yeah marketplaces yeah. so we, we're all doing the same thing and it's cool to share because you can you know we can go and show car sales something and they can go as they can go as well as they like that's great but they're not competing with you know the things we're trying to do ourselves so i think that's well apart from just people who who are in this 
game sort of have a um, innate interest in it or, yeah. or some kind of quirky um, fascination with it mm. um, there's that there's that non-competitive um, aspect to it yeah, yeah. and um, it's a really great way to also do the convincing so yeah, drag you know, someone so, with you yeah we'll yeah. take your stakeholder or mm. your manager along to, for them to see it with their own eyes because people um, believe what their friends tell them yeah. um, and maybe and they might not believe what you tell them if you're not their friend, but they will definitely believe what they see with their own eyes. Well, the last one I'd go to, too, is years ago, it just, it just came to me, years ago I said, um, and you have to have a bit of front to do this, but we, we did, would do a budget, my wife Rachel and I would do a budget, and I said, I want a budget once a month, I just called it lunch with a smart person, and mm-hmm. what I did was I put in the budget, like $50 or whatever, and I'd look around Melbourne, someone I didn't know, and I'd just hit them up and say, I've heard about you. I wouldn't mind picking your brain. Can you have lunch with me? For and I'll pay for it. And so I budgeted for that. So if you've got a bit of front, that's enough. I've, I got so much out of that to, yeah, nice. to just say, and and you'd be surprised how few people say no because, I mean, yeah, what it's it's a free lunch. It's it it, it ha- doesn't happen very often. There's someone taps them on the shoulder. Maybe no one's ever done it before. There's a bit of a an ego mm, of like massage yeah, yeah. there and a bit of. And yeah, I got heaps out of those. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, networking too is important. But um, I think I was going to actually say there's a whole bunch of people that um, that you are your faves that you hang out with as well that you mm. kind of get stuff from. Um, and I won't mention them all here because I'll offend someone by leaving them out. But a lot of them I probably would have interviewed already on the podcast. But um, I think yeah, there's the people that you kind of always get something from when you hang out with them too. So hopefully that's given our listeners a few ideas. What I would say, though, is not to do nothing. So there's so much out there in terms of reading, you know. Blogs. We, pr- blogs. we haven't talked about blogs. Oh, my God. I'll link to the, our blogs. <laughs> but there's a lot. Just don't do nothing, basically. Don't just do your job and you're now in a squad and you're, you're only going to learn when the coach shows up. Hmm. You know, get out there and read there's so many different forums you could attend a conference you could have a brown bag you could read a book you can watch youtube um, and learn that way so yeah it's all you've already picked up a podcast so congrats but (laughs) there there's a lot more you can do thank you i've I've learned a couple of things myself (laughs) alex (laughs) always a pleasure all right and that's it for this week i'm not going to record any separate intros or outros this week trying to be very lean about it because i'm at the conference tomorrow um if you want to find out more and get in touch email us at rebitme at rebitco.com.au and we'll be back in your ears at four o'clock next week bye for now see you at a meetup